Welcome to the High Performance Health Podcast with your host, Angela Foster. The show where we talk about everything you need to break through limits and achieve a high performance mind, body, and lifestyle. In today's episode, you're going to be hearing all about the benefits of red light therapy. This is one of the most amazing things that I've come across in recent months and has been really helping me enhance my energy. It's helped me enhance my sleep and actually get deeper sleep cycles. It's absolutely brilliant for getting glowing and younger looking skin and also maximizing your recovery from workouts. Now, since buying my Red Light, I've enjoyed it so much that I thought what better to do than to get the founder of the company, Red Light Rising, on the show so that you can hear all about the benefits of red light therapy and also how to use red lights in the most optimal way. So I'd like to introduce you to James Strong, who is the um, CEO and co-founder of Red Light Rising. And I think you'll really enjoy this episode. So I'm sitting here today with James Strong. Very excited to have you on the show, James. James is the uh, founder and CEO of Red Light Rising, a company that manufactures infrared lights. James, welcome to the show. Um, Excited to have you here. And it's been amazing just chatting to you about how to use these. I have one of your panels at home, which I love. I actually love meditating in front of it as one of my favorite things to do currently. But can you tell us a little bit about your red lights, how they work, and kind of how you got into this first, just to kick off? So Rallet Rising, we formed the company in 2017. We have currently have a range of three lights. Um, all our lights are focused on two particular wavelengths, the uh, 660 and 850 nanometers. And these are the wavelengths that are proven to stimulate the most mitochondrial energy. Um, and that's why we focused on them. But we do offer customization devices as well, where people can choose what wavelengths they want. So as it stands, we've got a large unit, a medium unit, and a small, more travel-based unit, although we do have new products coming to market very shortly as well. But basically, we just try and cater for everyone's needs, whether they want a full body panel, something that's a little more portable or something that they can basically put in their bag and take with them wherever they go. Amazing. So in terms of those light spectrums, just so people understand, we're looking here at, um, I mean, when I'm looking at mine, there are two light spectrums on it. Partly I can see, so there's the visible range, which if I'm right, is kind of up to about 750 nanometers, is it? And then after that, we get into the infrared Absolutely correct. Yeah. So, so the six sixty nanometers is, is the red light, and that's the lights you can see emitting from the device. And then we've also got eight fifty, which is um, near infrared light, which is invisible to the eye. And both of them work on the same metabolic reaction, generating ATP at a cellular level. And um, but the key difference between red and near infrared light is the depth of penetration. So the red light will penetrate into your skin about up to one point five centimeters whereas the near-infrared can penetrate up to five centimetres, meaning these, these extra energy benefits are getting deeper into your body, allowing your muscles and organs to get that benefit as well. Amazing. Okay. And so I've often wondered this question. So if you're using a light, let's say, for example, that I wanted to use it for my skin health, so looking at my face, would it be important that I, for example, had no makeup on when I was in front of it? Or would it just so penetrate key- through that in any event? So the key thing about red and near infrared light is that you need skin exposure to get the benefits. Mm-hmm. So wherever you shine the light on your skin, that's where you're going to receive the benefits. So I would say if, if you do have makeup on your skin, there is a chance that it may 
deflect some of the, the light and therefore some of the benefits. You may not get the optimal or maximum benefits. So I probably recommend is to, to have you know, less makeup if possible. So with your lights, I know that there are two unique things as far as I can work out from your lights. And that's why I chose to, to purchase one of yours. And the first one is that your lights are actually stronger than other lights on the market. So this is cutting down the time that the individual actually needs to spend in front of it. Yeah, that's correct. So if, you, if we recently had third party testing done and our lights were shown to be one of the strongest on the market compared to due for probably 15 to 20% higher intensity. But I think the key defining benefit of our lights as well is that they are zero flicker. So mm-hmm. we're the only light on the market, which is absolutely 0% flicker. And what this means is that when, when the lights are flickering, not only is it toll on your, your brain and your eyes having to process the on-off nature of the, not the light, but also while the light is off during the flicker, you're not receiving the light benefits. So a lot of the companies at best will have 85% flicker, but that means their lights are going to be 15% inherently weaker than if you had zero flicker. So being the only zero flicker light on the market, you're getting the light energy 100% of the time without any toll on your brain having to process the on-off nature of the light as well. Brilliant. So you're getting enhanced energy and then actually you're reducing any kind of fatigue-related effects that come from that flicker as well. Absolutely correct. Yeah, there's, there's no sort of oxidative stress in your brain or your eyes. Okay, amazing. And actually, my understanding is that as well, those light spectrums are actually beneficial for light, for, for eye health. That's right. So there's um, red light therapy is one of the most highly studied researched um, modality out there. Um, and there's, there's thousands of research papers confirming the benefits. There's been a number of studies done on, on age-related macular degeneration and the fact that red light therapy can actually reverse this and actually enhance your, your sight and eye health in general. That's a real positive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I know some people are a bit like, oh, it's so bright, it's so bright. My kids, when they first came in, and now they've uh, they've got used to it, they absolutely love it. <laughs> Everyone's absolutely. competing. <laughs> a lot of people say, do you need to wear glasses with red light therapy? And the answer is no. As you've just said, it's beneficial to your eyes. It is exceptionally bright. And in the modern world, you know, we're all used to living in a more indoor environment. So we're not used to the high lux of being outdoors and the bright lights. Um, but absolutely, the more you use red light, the more time you spend outdoors in sunlight, it just means your eyes are going to adjust to the higher lux, the higher bright light. And over time, we do recommend opening your eyes in front of the in front of the lights and getting the benefits deep into your eyes and your brain as well. But if people in the early days are struggling with the brightness of the lights, we do say so just close your eyes. It's absolutely fine because the light will obviously penetrate your eyelids and still you'll get the benefits for your eyes and your brain as well. Okay. And is it reduced if your eyelids are closed? Um, marginally it will be reduced because obviously it's got another layer of tissue to penetrate so therefore Mm -hmm. it will mean it might not penetrate quite as deep but again we're talking about quite fine margins here but again in general we would say try and open your eyes eventually but you know if you are closing your eyes because you're meditating doing breath work or just relaxing in front of the lights then it's absolutely fine you're still going to get massive benefits from it okay brilliant I like as I said I like to meditate in front of it and then I do some work with it open. Now, in terms of timing, because I know I've read quite a bit on this, so your lights are cutting down the amount of time, but is there um, a law of diminishing returns or is it even risky to stay in front of it too long? So that, that, that's, that's very true. So there's like a bell curve in terms of the benefits you get. So the more time you spend up to the, in front of the light up to a point, you're going to accumulate the benefits, the ATP stimulation. If you go beyond that point, the benefits will diminish. And at some point, there is a level of oxidation that might happen at a cellular level. So you do not want to exceed a certain time frame. So we say to people with our lights in particular, 
they are quite intense. The closer you are to the light, the more intense it's going to be. If you step back, the less intense, the less, the less strong the light photons are hitting you, which means you can spend more time in front of it. But generally, if you're staying, if you're about 30 to 50 centimeters back from our light, you need to spend 10 to 12 minutes, we're saying, in front of the light to get the benefits. We strongly recommend you do not go beyond, say, you know, 20 minutes at that level, just because, again, you'll start getting diminished returns and it becomes a waste of time for yourself um, because you're not going to realize the, you know, the amazing be- potential benefits. Okay, so we're talking around 30 to 50 centimetres. So I think sometimes I've actually been closer. And is that the ideal distance? Because then actually you're almost getting the surround from the light to hit the maximum number of areas of the body. Is that the idea? Absolutely. You could get a bit closer and cut your treatment time. So if you were really focused, for example, if you did a big squat day and you really wanted to get your legs in front of the light and get the deep penetrating benefits, you could stand a bit closer. And within five to 10 minutes, you're getting your biphasic dose. But again, if you're about 30 to 50 centimeters, that's optimal because, again, you're getting relatively total body exposure with the light, which means you, know, you don't need to do any other treatments on other, on other body parts. And at that distance, it is 12, you know, 10 to 15 minutes is kind of the window, depending on the benefits you're trying to achieve. If you want to get deeper benefits, then yes, you may need to spend a bit longer in front of the light. If it's more around skin health and anti-aging and rejuvenated skin, then again, you could spend a little bit less time because the benefits are you know, you getting the skin contact and the exposure um, straight away. Before we go into the different areas you can use it for, just on that then, would people be better off being in a more of a static position when they're in front of the light rather than, say, doing yoga, for example? So there's nothing stopping you moving around in front of the light. It does mean that obviously you may be changing the body part that's exposed to the light and variable intensities. So it may be more difficult to calculate the biphasic dose that you're getting. So mm-hmm. on that front, if you want to be scientific about it, then yes, spending the exact amount of time at a certain distance, you know exactly the biphasic dose you're getting. But you know, there's nothing against moving around though and actually stretching and relieving, you know, meditating or yoga in front of the light. You can do that. But then you may lose the, you know, the, the exact calculation of, of the biphasic dose you're getting. Brilliant. Okay. And so let's talk then. We talked about how long. So if we're focused on it, we're talking about anywhere between 10 to 15 minutes, um, 10 to 12, you say, ideally. Yeah, it's 10 to 15 minutes, I think, is, 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 the, is, is the window. Um, if you're at 30 centimetres, 10 to 12 minutes is where we're looking for. Um, but, but as I said, it's, it's very dependent on what your goal is. If you're just, just looking at skin health, you can spend a bit less time. If you're trying to get deeper muscular benefits or even penetration to your brain, then maybe a little bit longer is required to get the biphasic dose on that specific body part. But again, you know, we give people sort of parameters to work with, but I think everyone also has an individual reaction to the light. And mm-hmm. so you need to establish you know, what is working for you. How do you feel after using the light? Where do you find you feeling the optimal energy level increase? And in terms of time of day to use it, obviously, we talked about the fact that having nothing on the skin, so ideally you're naked, um, is better. Is there an optimal time of day to use the red light? So so I think any time of day is a great time to use red light. As long as you're using it, you're going to be getting the energy benefits and that production of ATP, regardless of the time of day you, you use it. If someone was really focused on enhancing circadian rhythm and deep sleep patterns, then I would say replicating the natural environment. So sunrise and sunset typically are where you see a lot more red light. And therefore, your circadian rhythm will get a lot stronger markers if you use it first thing in the morning and potentially last thing at night. And a lot of people have stated that if you use it first thing in the morning, 
it actually gives them more deep sleep at night because you're again you're enhancing that circadian rhythm marker of the morning sunrise and also the, the red light will penetrate to your, your your brain and your organs and your glands and your in your skull um, and there are studies showing that um, if your penile gland is getting exposed to red light it enhances its own energy and therefore it produces a, an increased level of melatonin which is why you get the enhanced deep sleep as well. How interesting okay so that's very interesting then especially when you're looking at for example meditation mm. practices like Joe Dispenza's work for example Absolutely, I'll often yeah. do his where that really is focused on the pineal gland and even sometimes you'll be getting up when you're kind of almost in those that brainwave where you've just woken up that's a great time then for example to meditate Absolutely, in front of the red yeah, light definitely yeah that's that's one of my favorite um favorite things to do now so if you were using it uh, morning and evening would you then be needing to cut the treatment times in half or is can this be a two-a-day thing so it is possible to do two a day. Um, it's important though to note that you, you do accumulate this energy throughout the whole day as well. So it's important not to exceed um, too much red light over the course of the day because just again, you're accumulating that energy and you don't want to, to instill that, that negative diminishing returns response. So I would say if you're doing a big dose in the morning, there's no need to do a big dose later in the day. If you want to do a lighter, just red light on your own skin health session in the evening, that would be fine. But in general, we would recommend you want to be doing one session a day, maybe two if you are doing different body, body parts or different focuses and looking to use red light five or six days a week and give yourself one day a, a break as well. Oh, you recommend one day off, do you? Yeah, correct, yeah. But you can still have red light in your environment. So when I'm working on a computer, for example, I will always have red light shining around the PC. Um, it obviously offsets the blue lights that you're getting exposed to throughout the day. And in the evenings, um, whereas blue lights can cause a suppression of melatonin red lights actually does not do that at all so again it's quite a good light to have in your environment so even though i'm not having the light shining directly on my skin i try and have it in my environment so i'm still getting the biological you know responses and circadian rhythm markers from having that exposure to, to red lights you know in, in my eye and peripheral vision so this is still one of your lights not just a normal red light bulb that is changing the color in the room yeah, correct. Yes. But you're just that much further away. So, for example, I could have it on now to offset the fact that we're in front of screens. Absolutely, yeah. That's oh, right. Okay. Your, your eyes will be getting that signaling. And there's no risk in overdose. Like, say, for example, it's, I don't know, 50, 100 centimetres away from no, me. No. no. no so, so I generally have a, have a target light um, just hooked up, attached to my desk. And so I'll have that shining behind my PC when I'm working on it. So it's not shining directly on me, but it's just in my environment. So my eyes seeing the, the signals and picking up those those directions and these are the tar by target lights you mean these are the singular bulbs that you you do at the moment yeah. and then people can use That's for traveling correct. as well you could use a, a larger device as well but i would say just just aim it away from yourself have it against the, you know shining into a wall but you're, you're still going to get the, the signals necessary to offset the blue and just you know enhance your circadian rhythm brilliant okay well that's super helpful so let's look now then at specific areas and protocols. I'm not expecting you to obviously come out with the exact kind of studies on each one of them. But if we take, for example, skin, okay? So say, for example, that I wanted to enhance collagen production, minimize the appearance of wrinkles. What would be the treatment that I would use for that? And over what period of time could I expect to see results? So for skin health, because you're not looking for the you know, massive depth of penetration, you can be a bit further away from the light, um, and that ensures you get total body coverage as well. 
Um, so I would recommend a treatment time of 12 to 15 minutes. As you're a bit further away, you can use it the light a little bit longer. So, you know, 12 to 15 minutes, 15 minutes maybe being optimal there. Distance of 50 to, you know, 100 centimeters. And you know, see the benefits again, as with most things, consistency is important. So mm-hmm. I'd recommend at minimum three sessions a week. But I think optimal would be five to six sessions a week of that 12 to 15 minutes. And if I'm honest, within a few days, you'll be seeing benefits. Not only does it promote collagen synthesis and fibroblasts for me, but also it encourages blood flow to the area that you're shining the light. So it's bringing nutrient delivery to the area that you're shining the light, allowing your skin to recover and rejuvenate um, itself more quickly. I think within three or four days, you'll be noticing a glow to your skin. Some fine lines and wrinkles will start reducing. And again, so you're talking about three or four days, and then within two weeks, you're seeing pretty optimal benefits and you know younger looking skin. Now, that's really interesting then, because I like to use um, vitamin-based serums as part of my skincare. So actually priming the skin with some red light before then and getting that blood flow before then putting things like vitamin A, C and E onto the skin, presumably is going to actually enhance the benefits. Absolutely. Yeah, correct. Okay. Would there be, okay, I don't know if you've been asked this question before, but one of the things I do like to do is to use a derma roller a few times a week where you're getting those fine needle pricks just to maximize the absorption of the product would there be any reason why i couldn't roll before using the red light not at all and in fact they they work synergistically so they really enhance their own benefits so the derma roller as you say causes these micro kind of tears in the skin that then enhances the, the hermetic response your skin rebuilds itself regenerates and you get enhanced collagen synthesis Red light also enhances collagen synthesis and it's anti-inflammatory as well. So when, you're, you know, when your skin may be a little bit inflamed after using the derma roller, this will help shut down that inflammation quicker. So you're, not gonna, you're gonna get less, less inflammation and kind of redness of the skin as well. I think we're, you're using those together before or after. It, it's a great, great approach to having your skincare post-call. Brilliant, I love that. I'm actually gonna try those um, together then and, and uh, report back. And so you say within about two weeks, people would already, I mean, a few days, you'd start to see a bit of a glow. And then within two weeks or so, you start to see some benefits. Um, Absolutely. So that's exciting. And so before we move away from beauty and aesthetics, let's talk as well about hair, because I know that this can actually help with hair growth. That's correct. Yes. So um, in using red light for hair, it's important you're getting the light shining on your scalp. So the light, if you dip your head down, if you've got a light in front of you, you will get some light penetrating onto your scalp. But the more direct the lights can be onto your head, the better, just because obviously that means the light photons hitting your scalp will be stronger, so you're getting more energy. But as long as you're getting the light penetrating your hair, you will be getting benefits around it. So the way it works is that it enhances energy within the cells of your scalp. It also allows the hair follicles to get more energy. This means that it prolongs hair follicles' lifespan. So normally you know, hair follicles go through a cycle, you know, mm. phase one, phase two, phase three, which is around growth, maintenance, and then they drop out. And that's just the life cycle. So what red light does, it prolongs the, the life of the hair. So your hair stays attached to your head longer, meaning that obviously your hair should become thicker, but mm. it also promotes more hair follicles to grow more quickly as well. So you should just, you know, it really enhanced hair thickness over consistent duration use. And I know my business partner, Brian, um, so he shaves his head generally so he's obviously fantastic for getting the red light onto his scalp and he's noticed his hair is thickening and growing back 
which is truly remarkable considering he lost it in his 20s and now in his 30s he's showing um, you know he's actually showing a lot more hair than he did in, in his youth wow so wow so he was losing hair and those effectively they become dormant those hair follicles and now Correct. he's actually stimulating because that was actually going to be my next question is you know it's not just men for example but women tend to particularly mm-hmm. postmenopausal women will find that their hair's thinning out it's very upsetting they find that you know the density's gone and the thickness and maybe they're getting patches so this would be a way of actually even reversing those symptoms yeah absolutely it can massively help um, so not only is it bringing this energy to the follicles and allowing them to do their job better, but also, as you mentioned, the stimulation of blood flow to the area as well, bringing these key nutrients to the hair follicles, allowing them to grow, replenish. So all in all, it's a great mechanism to enhance, you know, hair growth and the maintenance of, of your hair. Amazing. And what about for people who've received treatment for cancer? had chemotherapy and lost their hair. Is this something that they should be cautious about using until they've completed treatment? What do you normally recommend there? So th- that's an interesting topic and one that hasn't been heavily researched. Um, I, I, you know, it's, a, it's quite a controversial when obviously cancer around is a growth disease where cells yeah. are growing and multiplying and given red, you know, red light is promoting cellular energy to promote that growth. Um, again, th- there isn't enough research around it to recommend or to say don't do it. Um, but definitely, I, I, from my stance, I'd probably say wait until the, you, you've finished your, your cancer protocol and treatments before then using these sort of modalities, just because there isn't the research at the moment to, to say which way it can go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That would be what I would have thought. Okay, so talking about energy now and focusing on ATP, you've also mentioned like we talked a little bit there on um, hormetic stress in terms of things like using a derma roller for skin, for example, and, you know, for people not familiar with that, that's creating a small amount of stress to actually make the body or an area more resilient and stronger. How can you use red light? What, what's the kind of hormetic dose, if you like, and what, how can you use that alongside other therapies, um, cold showering, things like that, um, exercise to, uh, for health optimization? Absolutely. And, and one of my key loves of red light is the performance enhancing benefits when you are working out. So studies are showing if you, you use red lights in the morning before a workout, you get a 15% increase in time to failure. So it allows you to work out harder. It, in mm. essence, it's priming your muscles and your body for working out, increasing blood flow, giving you extra energy, giving your muscles extra energy. Anytime you contract the muscle, it needs energy which in the form of ATP to create that contraction. So with red light, you're enhancing the ATP production, giving your muscles and your body more energy to do their job. So for myself, I, I try and use it every morning just so I'm feeling primed for workouts when I come to doing them later in the day. As you've mentioned as well with cold showers, um, I know that Ben Greenfield has a protocol as well, which you do 20 seconds cold, 10 seconds hot. Mm-hmm. It's, it's creating that pulsed effect of blood flow around your body. And then post-cold shower, if you then get in front of a red light, which is also enhancing that blood flow, it's a really strong protocol to have as part of your morning routine to enhance that energy, enhance that circulation and getting your body feeling really energized for the day ahead. Okay, so you'd actually recommend it, interestingly, after the shower. Correct, yeah. yeah. For, for myself, that works best mm. for my particular routines. But having said that, I, have, you know, I do mix things up. And again, I'll have a cold shower potentially after some workouts as well. And so that's obviously after using the red lights. But again, it's finding fitting it into your routine and what works best for you as well. Mm. Yeah, sure. 
I mean, I like, I've done a lot of um, training with Ben actually. I'm one of his um, key on coaches and uh, I like the, the hot and cold shower and also kind of priming the body with a bit of caffeine first and some movement to get those uh, fat loss benefits. So this would be a nice thing kind of getting up 10 to 12 minutes earlier and then just tagging on the red light after that shower um, yes. before getting on with your day. That's right. Absolutely. Brilliant. I love that. Okay. And talking of Ben Greenfield, I know that he uses this on his balls a lot to enhance testosterone <laughs> yeah. production. He's famous for that. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. He's famous for that and the results with his wife. So what would you advise here for individuals who are looking to, well, I suppose two things, improve testosterone and enhance sexual performance if indeed it can be used mm-hmm. that way? Absolutely. So, so as you've mentioned, it's important to, to have skin exposed to get the benefits. So obviously, if you want to enhance testosterone, you need to have your testes for, for males exposed to the light. In this instance, though, um, as Ben Greenfield has said as well, it's important to shut off the near infrared, though, that penetrates a little bit deeper and can actually cause, um, it's not well researched, but people are saying it potentially could cause some damage to the testes if used in excess. So if you are just trying to optimize testosterone and exposing yourself to the light, just use red lights. And all our devices, you know, our, our half stack and the full stack allow you to do that. You can switch on or off the red or near infrared lights. So you can then do specific targeted treatments for these particular, you know, outcomes that you're trying to achieve. And although I think the, the research is, is not that thorough around testosterone increases, they are seeing smaller increases in testosterone for, for males when used on your testes on a, on a regular basis. Although I think more research needs to be done on that in particular. Okay. And what about for women? Because I know, for example, like the ovaries are very rich in mm. mitochondria. Um, have there been any links in terms of fertility for women? Um, there's that side of things. And then also in terms of sexual performance for women and enjoyment. So, you know, enhancing orgasms, things like that. Again, it's stimulating blood flow to these areas of your body that you're shining the light. So again, that's, that's going to enhance any sort of performance in those particular areas. And there are a lot of studies around um, fertility for females in particular with the light shining on the ovaries. And as you say, it's going to enhance the mitochondrial production of that energy. And so there are studies showing that it does improve female fertility in particular. Um, Obviously, on the male side of things, there's less research around it. And I think you need to be a little bit more careful shining the light on your testes, in particular the near infrared. But for for the females, there's quite a lot of comprehensive studies showing enhanced benefits for fertility in particular. Brilliant. Okay. And um, on the men, in terms of you were saying that you should turn off the near infrared, are there any other circumstances where you would want to turn that off? Um, for myself in particular, when I'm using the lights in the evening, if I'm doing a more relaxing red light session in the evenings, um, I, I tend to shut off the near infrared. I do find it slightly warming for myself personally. And when I go to bed in the evenings, I like to be quite cool. And so I generally just shut off the near infrared because I don't want to get that stimulation, the the, you know, the enhanced kind of blood circulation and that warming effect. And so I just use red light in the evening. But again, some people find that very relaxing to be warming, a, bit, you know, a little bit warm when they go to bed. Um, so again, you need to find what works for yourself. But that's something I would recommend is that, you know, it is about for yourself finding what's what works for each individual. So try these things out when you get your light and see what, what works for you as a, you know, which circumstances work for you. Yeah, sure bit like when you, I suppose some people, it's like having a warm bath like you would with a baby, that actual, that heat mm. generation leads to a thermal dump and then cools the body afterwards. 
and can work. Whereas um, I'm, I'm more of a cold shower before bed kind of person, and that makes me go into a deeper sleep more quickly and induces sleep. Whereas if I have a warm bath, I get in bed, I'm a bit hot, I'm potentially a bit sweaty as well. So for some reason, it just doesn't work for my, my biology. Yeah, sure. So it's kind of like people testing and tracking and then tracking on their or a ring if they've got one or a whoop or a similar device yeah. to see. And you've seen, so we, we touched on that actually earlier in terms of the enhancements for sleep. Are we talking primarily here in enhancing the amount of deep sleep that you're getting after using red light in the morning? Yeah, correct. That's right. So it, it, it enhances your circadian rhythm. I've noticed my latency as well. So I use an aura ring as well to track my sleep. I've noticed my latency improves where I'm really efficient with my red light exposure, where my blue block is in the evening, watching my light hygiene, especially in the evenings as well, using red light in my environment. My latency is really on point. I'm going to sleep a hell of a lot quicker than I used to um, before using these modalities. Um, and also my deep sleep. Um, I think a year ago, my deep sleep was probably on average 15 minutes a night, which is terrible and obviously might lead me to some mental degenerative diseases. Um, mm. It's put me at high risk of them. Whereas now I'm getting average of an hour a night deep sleep. So I've really enhanced that by just focusing on my light hygiene. And I kind of wish that I knew you know, how powerful light was in my youth because I could really enhance that and enhance my recovery benefits, um, especially during my, my, my rugby playing career as well. I could have recovered from injuries, performances and exertions a lot quicker and allowing myself to just feel a lot better and have a lot more energy every day as well. And I think that actually, before we come on to recovery, looking at the sleep, is it's important. You know, I know I do a lot with um, DNA testing. I've tested my own and I, for example, do have the risk gene for Alzheimer's. So yeah. for me, I've been paying quite a bit of attention recently to optimizing, too, yeah. Yeah, optimizing my deep sleep. So that's a, a great thing to know. In terms of recovery, this is uh, an exciting area that I know you're increasingly doing more work on with um, athletes uh, and high performance individuals. Can you tell us a little bit about that? And let's talk about maybe if we segment it into general recovery and mobility and then also dealing with injury. The red light therapy allows the body to, to recover quicker from strenuous workouts, from injuries, from know uh, skin damage as well so the enhanced cellular energy and the collagen synthesis fibroblast formation all allows the body to just recover it really enhances that rapid recovery protocol so we're working now with a lot more athletes just to enhance their ability to train harder and then recover harder as well i think a lot of people neglect the recovery aspect and i think it's relatively easy to train hard but then how do you bounce back to train hard the next day to be on your game as well and so that's why it's so important for these athletes to use modalities like red light therapy so they can train harder and harder every day and still maintain that energy and recovery. So we're working with a number of rugby players at the moment. We're also trying to work with some, some other contact sports like boxing, MMA, um, and also CrossFit athletes we're working with at the moment just to allow them to use the lights and demonstrate how, how quickly they can recover and how it's enhancing their ability to come back the next day and do these punishing workouts and there's a lot of scientific research around TBIs as well and how red light therapy, especially using near-infrared, can enhance the brain recovery um, from these concussions and TBIs. And that's a lot of a very exciting area for myself, having played a contact sport and obviously felt the benefits myself of just my mind switching back on the moment I started using red light therapy. I think it, it allowed my brain just to clear away all, all the debris and the damage that had been done through you know, continual contact uh, over a 15-year rugby career. 
That's very interesting. So could you use this, for example, are there any contraindications as to why you wouldn't use this with children? You know, my son plays rugby, for example, at the moment, he's pretty young. But as he develops, obviously, those injuries and concussions become more commonplace and more severe. Can you use them? Is there, are there any age restrictions on this? Uh, as far as I'm aware, there's no age restrictions uh, for children to use the lights. They, they, they obviously will get the same benefits as adults, given they're a smaller frame with less tissue. Um, the, the treatment times will be reduced for them um, mm. just because the, the lights will be penetrating a lot deeper into their bodies than, than an adult who has potentially more muscle mass and bigger bone density as well. Um, so I would just say to monitor that they're not using the lights in excess. But yeah, absolutely, they'll be getting the same benefits and can really benefit from it, um, especially if they're playing rugby and other, other contact sports. Um, and in terms of using it for things like concussion, what would be the sort of distance and treatment po- protocol for that? So again, it's important you're getting the light deep into your brain. So you want the light to be relatively focused on where it, on your, your face, basically, on your scalp. And the near-infrared light is where the magic happens in terms of brain health. And so you want to make sure you've got a device with the near-infrared uh, wavelengths. And again, you're probably looking at a similar, because of the depth of penetration it will, is required, you need to go for potentially a closer and more intense treatment time. So you want the light to be as close as possible to your skull and looking to use the device again for, I would say, for around 10 minutes. Because the device is a little bit closer, you'll be getting a light, slightly stronger intensity and a bit more depth of penetration. And you'll be using the light for around 10 minutes. That makes a lot a lot of sense. That's exciting because concussions actually are a real concern. Absolutely. It's something I'm very passionate about. And I'm trying to work with a few rugby players at the moment. And they're introducing a lot more concussion protocols and around head injuries. People have to complete um, cognitive kind of um, tests to ensure that, you know, what level of cognition they're at following an impact. And so we're trying to get some studies done to show how quickly, you know, how, how red light therapy can enhance people's time frame to get back on the field because in sport these people are earning big salaries um, mm-hmm. and any time spent off the field is, is money that the club's losing as, as you know, per se and so if we can get people back on the field quicker in a, in a more efficient state you know more efficient protocol it's better for the players it's better for the club and just you know it'll enhance everyone's you know ability to to do their job better as well yeah absolutely um huge benefits there Okay. And are there, are there any um, protocols in terms of how long you need to be doing that for after concussion, for example? Um, so I think, again, uh, as soon as you get a concussion situation, I think it's important to get light therapy as soon as possible just to enhance that recovery benefit straight away. I think there's quite a narrow time frame for, for people who sustain concussions to start inducing the, the recovery protocols um, I know that there's some, some very good books. I think Dan Engel, um, Dan Engel's done the, uh, the Concussion Protocol book, mm-hmm. um, and he talks about um, you know, sensory deprivation, trying to remove um, lights, sounds, and everything, kind of wearing a mask and just potentially going into an isolation tank, even into you know, a flotation tank, just to remove all, all sensory exposure. It allows your body just to reset and focus on recovery. And then quite quickly after that, again, start introducing light therapy uh, to induce that energy, induce the, you know, the stimulation of the recovery protocols to allow your brain to, to recover as quickly as possible. In terms of just talking about terms of like the, the deeper penetration is from that near infrared, when you're using it as a background light, are you just then just turning on the red light rather than using? Um, Correct, yeah. 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 I, I, mean, I actually turn both on, but um, it, again, it's more around the light uh, being received by your eyes. So the, the red light is more important. So you could shut off the near infrared, but given you know, the target lights, there is no functionality to turn on or off 
each individual wavelength. So I just have both shining in my environments and, um, and that's the best protocol for myself. Brilliant. Yeah. I, I mean, I absolutely love it. Ever since I met you at the Health Optimization, well, we met before and then I saw you and actually yeah. bought one of the lights at the Health Optimization Summit. I have loved it. And I, as I say, my Brilliant. my kids and my dogs seem to fight me for the light. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> my Labrador crazy. was a bit um, yeah. a bit nervous at first, actually, funnily enough, where I've got a little right. fluffy white Maltese and she was just mm. straight in there <laughs> when I was in it. But yeah. Um, it's very cool. So everyone in our house loves it. And it is, as you say, a great way to wind down in the evening. Very, very relaxing. Um, so where can people find you and how can they get one of these lights? So they can find myself personally on Instagram. My handle is James E. Strong, or you can go to the business uh, Instagram page, which is at Red Light Rising. Um, we also have um, our website, which is the best place for people to purchase lights, which is www.redlightrising.co.uk and there they'll find our full range of lights um, and they can also get in touch with our team if they do have any questions around using the lights or protocols um, and feel free to reach out with any questions. Brilliant. Thank you very much. I highly recommend those. Um, I think they're absolutely brilliant. Uh, Thank you so much for coming on today and explaining all of that. I'm definitely going to be doing more of a skin-based protocol, I think. I think it would be fun to test that out and then covering my results over the next few weeks. Fantastic. Looking forward to hearing and seeing the results. Yeah. Thank you very much, James. Thanks a lot, Angela. I hope you enjoyed today's episode all about the benefits of red light therapy. I absolutely love using my red light device, and it's something that I wake up and look forward to every morning meditating in front of it and gaining all of the fantastic health benefits from it. James has been kind enough to give my listeners a very special discount. You can claim 5% off any of Red Light Rising devices by going to redlightrising.com and using code Angela at checkout. That's use code Angela at checkout on redlightrising.com to claim your special discount. Thanks for listening. Remember to review and subscribe. You can grab the show notes, the resources and highlights of everything Angela mentioned over at AngelaFosterPerformance.com. You can also snatch up plenty of other goodies, including the highly helpful Angela Recommends page, which is a list of everything she personally recommends to optimize your mind, body and lifestyle.